So overall, um, with the kits, I'm up to about $4,700 of what I've made from these. At Founder, we're on a mission to democratise entrepreneurial education and on our way to building one of the largest online schools in the world for entrepreneurs. We interview some of the greatest founders of our generation to find out how they did it so you can too. However, in this series, we're doing things a little differently. We're working with our own students in our community who are deep within the process of building our own successful business. These are the founders of tomorrow who've stood where you are and are on the way to building the business of their dreams. Now, before we jump in, our lawyers have told us to tell you this. Of course, we can't guarantee you'll have the results like some of our stories are about to share in this show. And as you know, with any business, it's a lot of hard work in addition to completing any online course. And with that said, welcome to From Zero to Founder. Hey guys, Molly here. I'm the community manager for Founder Magazine and welcome back to the series From Zero to Founder. Today I'm sitting down with one of our Start and Scale students, Amanda Boardman, who has taken advantage of the elf on the shelf phenomenon and has created her do-it-yourself kit. She's gone from zero to 5K in just a month and she speaks about some incredible journeys and insights. So let's just jump straight in. Hi Amanda, welcome. Why not start by introducing yourself? For sure. Uh, so my business um, is called Do It Your Elf. So it came about um, after a number of years. I've got two small children, so they're six and seven now. And for a few years now, they've been doing um, Elf on the Shelf. has been the Elf comes along at Christmas time um, and, or in December, early December. And then they, I guess the whole thing is they go back to Santa each night. They come back to your home the next morning. Um, and my kids have just absolutely loved it. So they wake up every morning in December. There's no fights. There's no <laughs> arguing for that month. They wake up excited and so eager to see what they've been doing the night before. And all of that takes a lot of creativity um, and a lot of planning and, and preparation. Um, and I just found it really interesting over the years to find um, the amount of comments and the amount of feedback that people gave me primarily through social media and in person, everyone was so engaged with it. Um, but the one comment they did make was that they'd love to do it themselves, but they never had enough time. So that in itself is where that idea came from for me is that I knew other parents loved it. Um, and a lot of people I know have similar age kids or, or friends of friends and, and especially what it's like, I guess, even just in Newcastle, everyone knows everyone. So through word of mouth as well, um, as a starting point, there's a lot of people who do find that kind of thing interesting, but everyone just gets busy as a parent through working through whatever it might be. So I knew that that was something that would help other people. Um, I guess for me, it was through doing the course itself. So the start and scale course and getting involved with that that gave me the confidence to think that I could actually do it because before I'd done that, although it was, I thought in my mind it was a good idea, uh, I didn't know how I'd go about planning for that, even just knowing anything that I needed to go to get a business up and running. Um, I'd always wanted to do something on the side as well. I do um, a corporate job, I'm public servant. So, you know, I've been doing that for the last 14, 15 years now and it's not the most creative <laughs> um, of, of jobs. I love it, but it's not overly creative. So to be able to bring that creativity um, together with something that I thought may help other people and make other families and other kids happy was something, I, I guess that's where it started from for me, where the idea came from. 
I think it's really great that you just touched upon the creative element because it is such an outlet and it definitely helps you, you you grow your passion and seeing your kids happy each year would just make you want to do something even more special each time it comes around and share the love as you mentioned. So you briefly touched upon how you were kind of sharing your experiences as a family. Does that mean you were uploading each day that your family kind of went through each year on socials already and that was kind of how you grew the validation for this just to confirm? It is actually, yeah, no, it's a good point. So each year, so each day, so the elf comes back first of December and they're there till Christmas Eve. So for those 24 nights, so the next day I'd post on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, um, and it was often shared and people would comment and endless comments from people I wouldn't even thought would have commented (laughs) or sharing to others just to say how, you know, how creative they found it, how they'd taken ideas from what I'd been using. Um, And like I said, it does take a bit of planning, but often I would try and use things that people or that I would have around the house that that I could just use in a much more creative way. Um, And people were taking ideas from there for themselves. So I love that. I I was sharing that and getting some validation back along the way for myself. And I said, after about two or three years of doing it, that's what made me think um, that that would be something that would be valuable to other people. Yeah, because it's definitely become such a, I guess you could kind of say a phenomenon, this elf on the shelf thing. And I remember when I first started seeing it pop up on Twitter, even myself as, you know, now I'm 26, I was a little bit confused not having kids myself. But the more you kind of get immersed in it, and as you mentioned, it's that time of almost like whimsical and it's magical for your kids to to almost think that it's Mm -hmm. coming to life. What were some of the creative spots before creating your business that really did well for, for your kids and other people wanted to kind of steal and adopt those ideas? There's a lot online, but there's not a lot of places that that do actually supply the kits. So there's a lot of different ideas online that people can use. Um, And each year people try different things and and do new things and repost. So there's a lot of sort of basic, if that's what you mean, sort of um, ideas you can use from anything from people, you know, I guess have the the elves being a bit mischievous, um, being a bit naughty, you know, spilling things, walking through it, you know, walking through flour or sugar and making that as snow or marshmallow walls being like an ice wall or a brick wall. So there's so many different ideas um, and sand and, and them being on a beach and sun baking and having, you know, the mini towels and, and using like a lot of my daughters into Barbies. So, so many Barbie toys involved because it's a similar size um, or action figures are as well. The, the sand didn't go so well. I had a new kitten at the time and, and the sand ended up all over the place. <laughs> by morning but you know you learn <laughs> there's a lot of ideas like that 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 can start from something quite basic and then in the end the last one for last year it ended up being like a cereal box I don't know that anyone tried this that had um sort of foil through the middle of it and fruit loops all around the outside um and it poured down like into a bowl so that everyone seemed to like that one. I don't know that anyone will try it, but it <laughs> and that's probably beyond what my kids would do for now. I think to be smart about it in a kit sense, I couldn't go to those lengths. I, I had to tone myself down a, a bit in my ideas as I was going along. <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, yeah, some really from the very basic to something to more advanced things that were involved. Very interesting. And I love that, you know, we will talk more about your actual kits in particular, but there's so many, it's almost like the world's your oyster and what you can kind of create with this. And that's really, really fun and really special. So let's take it back a little bit. You mentioned how you have a corporate job nine to five. How have you found balancing this and trying to start and really kick off your business? What are some of the tips that you've learned and, and how did you actually execute it yourself? It has been a challenge, I think, because I've decided to take on something that also my kids can't see. 
because of that magical side of it and that element. Um, and, and for this to work, they've still got to be in an age where they don't know it. Um, so they think I'm very crafty at the moment. <laughs> um, there's definitely craft items lying around. Um, but yeah, it is that balance. So for me, um, and I'm a single parent too, so it is balancing that out. So I often tend to do that on the weekends when I don't have the kids. So um, they're incredibly full those weekends and I'm working flat out most of that time. Um, and I did them as pre-orders this year in order to sort of be able to plan out my time a little bit better. But in relation to doing the course, I would do that once the kids went to bed of a night and often, and, and for the actual, you know, creating the kits as well, I often do them overnight. So I probably spent a couple of hours per night doing it. Um, I had been working five days a week through lockdown just to, with the kids being off school to try and balance that as well. Cause I had to take, my work day was longer fitting that in. Um, so now I've got my Fridays off again, which is good. So any piece of time where I can use to fit it in, the better. Um, and I'll just try to use those as, as effectively as I can. So I plan ahead. I love my spreadsheets. I'll plan ahead for what I need. I have, um, I guess, everything on my phone from my notes to my, I've got the ATO deductions app, you know, to be able to enter my receipts and my details in as soon as I've spent anything just to try and track what I'm doing in the best way I can so that I'm not backtracking on any of the work I need to do later. And it sounds like that works well. Obviously, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but that's the way I try to be, yeah, I have to be, I guess, as a parent, um, as structured as can be anyway. Um, but yeah, it, it, it can be a balance. Some days are very productive and some days like yesterday aren't. But <laughs> it, it's a good, it's a balancing act. It's definitely a balancing act. Yeah, a balancing act, juggling act, all of those things. And I think it's really great to even showcase to anyone listening that, you know, you're a mother, you've got beautiful children and you're still managing to do a nine to five job and also create something that you're really passionate about, which is very motivating and very inspiring. So congratulations on that. And I know pre-launch is happening, you know, we've got December very, very soon. It's only next month, which is really crazy to even think. Walk me through how you kind of, you had the idea, how did you make it come to life? Was it reaching out to manufacturers or was it thinking, how can I create these kits to have such a low cost? Walk me through how you actually developed your product and your mm -hmm. kits. So what I did is I had a, uh, I, I guess I sat down and, and planned out what I could could do what what um this year i've chosen to make them myself primarily to make them myself so some items i have actually purchased as well um but some a lot of them i am making so things like just i know you can't see them there but you know the um ping pong table and the snooker table um so there's things that i am making a lot of them so i really just had to cost everything out at the start just to see what was actually going to work because i wanted to make sure that the, the markup was there um, and there is about a 60% markup on the product, so which is good. Um, and what I was aiming for, so I'll probably about a third, probably cost about the you know 30% to of the overall cost to make them. Um, so that's what I started looking at first. What would work? What would fit in a box? Because I wanted to make sure that I could actually post it. Um, so to make sure that all of these things, and I've got the two different size kits, I wanted to use the same size box for both. So I was just trying to keep that balance of cost for. For, for the box size, for the postage expenses, and then for actually buying the goods myself. I didn't have time this year to plan kits together and then to get someone to manufacture them for me. That is definitely something I would look at for next year. And it is a seasonal product, so I've got plenty of time to do that. Um, but for this year, it came together fairly quickly, but I really wanted to get it on the market and just to try it to see where it went. Um, 
I've, just, I've decided this year as well to do a maximum of 100 kits. And that in itself is still a lot of work. Um, but to trial it and just to launch it, I thought, what can I do that's actually physically doable? <laughs> um, and for me, that's what I felt like I could do for the first year. And I thought that would give me a really good indication too of how well it does sell, how popular it is. It will sell out and that's fine with me. At least I've got a really good indication of the time frame it's sold out in the kit sizes that I've been able to sell. And I really want to seek people's feedback too to, to see what they found were the items that they loved. Looking for myself at the end of this, the costs that I've had, the expenses for each thing. Some things have worked, some things haven't. I've ordered some um, items online and they haven't turned up looking exactly like I thought they would. Um, some pr even product numbers in, in what I thought I was ordering wasn't accurate. Um, and I could definitely do with getting more wholesale um, priced items. A lot of things I just look for on sale because it is a craft type item, a lot of trips to spotlight, <laughs> making the, you know, in trying to ensure I can get things on sale where I can or buy in bulk where I can to make sure I can have the you know, reasonable cost for everything there. But that's the way I've approached it this year is just to try and to do it myself primarily to see what the item is, to, to almost just have a go at it this year. But I wanted to give it a go. I thought I could have waited to next year and done, you know, I, I guess taken a bigger leap at it. But this is still a great way, I think, for me to test it to make money and to actually just jump into it because I think there's a lot of fear that comes with starting a business. And it, this is something I've thought about doing for a long time. Wasn't sure of products for years, but once I settled on this, it's something I wanted to give a go. So I wanted to just just jump in because I think there's a lot of, a lot of time people can spend thinking about it and not actually doing it. <laughs> um, and for me, I just wanted to do it. It, it is quite rewarding, I think, to be working on this and even at the moment without having any of the kits gone out as yet, they'll start going out next week. So this week, we, this weekend I'm doing all the packaging up of all the orders I've got so far. Um, I've got all the items nearly ready to go and they'll go out then. But it's really great feedback, even just um, hearing from people that have ordered it and how excited they are at the thought of actually getting that and to make making their, their kids Christmas and their kids magical you know lead up to Christmas a bit more special this year with what I've developed mm. and you touched upon so many great points and in my opinion I think it's a really great great way that you're executing it for your first year of pre-launch is kind of understanding the business firsthand and then understanding how you can scale it next year and, and so on which I think is actually really really interesting and I'm sure a lot of people listening will actually find that really valuable as well you touched upon a few really interesting points and one thing that I really want to speak to you about is the seasonality of your product because it is around Christmas it's around you know a month around Christmas have you had any challenges in thinking how you can make it a full-time job or is this something that you hope to always have on the side of your corporate job? What are some of the challenges or, or ideas you've had around a seasonal product? No, I have thought about that. Look, my full-time job in itself too, because um, it is a balance in life, isn't it, of creativity and money and, and any corporate job, I guess, being you know, still well paid is, is for that balance for me at the moment. If it doesn't take off in the first year, that's okay. Um, and there's a lot of flexibility now as to the, the job I have, which is great. Um, so it allows me, I guess, that movement. But yes, ultimately, it would be lovely to have, to be able to work full time in the business and do that. Um, it's just good not to have the pressure to do that. Um, I have thought ahead about how I would do that um, in a less seasonal sense because realistically the products become available for pre-sale the 1st of October and I'll probably stop selling them. Um, I think they'll sell out before then, but um, I, I guess in a, in a bigger sense from, from next year, you'd go 1st of October till the, probably the 1st of December because that's when they start anyway and with the postage side of it. 
um, not wanting to get caught up with any postage delays. So I have thought about that side and that's something I will look into more next year. So um, there is, um, a, I, I am interested in baking and, and sort of um, oh, gingerbread and shortbreads and, and things like that. And that does still have a seasonal aspect to it. But I think I could look at that more in relation to the other seasons as well. The other, I guess, things like Easter, um, you know, for Halloween, for people's birthdays and things like that. Um, and even do it, you know, do it yourself kits. Um, for other purposes so that's what I would be looking at in relation to because I do a lot of that with my kids as well a heap of it and they just really love doing it um, there's a lot of kits out there and I've looked at those as well from that for that purpose I think I can do them better um, and I think that there is a product there that you can create that is um, I don't know a lot of those I find a little bit dry or you know just probably not as flavorsome as what they could be um, and I have been doing those for years with my family as well and friends and they've been quite popular with them as well. So I have thought about different elements of that. I'm pretty caught up in the headspace of this right now, but um, once this settles in December, then that will give me the chance to stop and have a look at that and think where I can go from there. Um, yeah, there is there is ways, I guess, over the year that I can still incorporate this to us um, in parts, but it is primarily definitely Christmas-based. So yeah, it's working with that. And then for, if I look at the other ideas, what is even the postage around that, the costs around that. So they're all things I'll look at then. And also that there is no food element here. So, yeah, but that's that's a, a challenge for later in the year to see what I can come up with at that point. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's such a great thing that you are thinking ahead of time, but you, you know, you're only new in this business. And I think it's really, really great that you have even thought about that and the challenges that might come with this. But I think for now, it's a really cool and a really interesting product. And it's something that I've never really spoken to a student about before or much myself, as I mentioned earlier, only being 26. But I would love to talk more about the scarcity around your product as well. How you said you're only capping it at 100 orders. What was your idea behind kind of having 100 orders? Was it mostly just so you could get everything shipped out on time or were you kind of wanting to have that almost like limited edition feel with your kits? I guess there's a few sides of it. Because a lot of what I'm making myself, I didn't want to overcommit to what I could physically do. Um, although I could probably find the time, I don't want to be up till three in the morning, you know, with the kids and, and just still functioning and, and doing life this year. Um, so I wanted to make it achievable. Um, I also didn't know with the postage issues this year if I would get things that I needed in in time. So I wanted to make sure I could do that as well. And I really needed still to buy in products and try them first. So there was that element. Um, but also I don't mind the idea of selling out. Um, the, my numbers, my, you know, my following numbers on both platforms on Instagram and Facebook are growing and they're growing um, reasonably quickly because I've really only been going since the first of October, as I said. So and building things up a little bit before then. But if they do sell out and they are popular and people are wanting more, I don't think that's a bad thing either for next year. Um, my plan from there anyway is from the 1st of December, I will still continue on with my own ideas that I do that will be different again for the kids whilst asking people. I've got little thank you notes in the packs that will go out asking people to share um, their posts of, of the kits that they've created. But I'll also do my own that are different again for the kids this year, for my kids, um, and then use that as a sharing of ideas. So I want to grow the brand, I guess, in two ways, through people sharing the kids and what they've created. Because I guess what even different products that people get within the kit that are the same, 10 people will use 10 different ways. So I'd be really interesting to see how people embrace it and how they use it. But I also know that my ideas get ridiculously creative. So it'd be really good to try and even use those as then tests 
for the follow for next year to see what people respond to well. So almost a test environment for that to happen. And then to potentially even grow the kits bigger for next year or give another option for something that is a bit more complex. So to give an upgraded option for people to, you know, if they have got the basic kits, the 14, the 24 day kits, but if someone wants something that is a bit fancier and a little bit more advanced, they've seen what I can do in previous years as well. So I guess that's my thoughts behind how I'm approaching it this year and why. Hey there, Nathan Chan here, see on publisher of Founder Magazine. If you're enjoying From Zero to Founder and you want to learn from some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation, then I highly recommend you also subscribe and check out the Founder Podcast. We talk to some of the most successful people on the planet to discover how they're building their businesses. So you can take a front row seat as we go deep and we learn from some of the founders of brands like Netflix, Dropbox, Reebok, and so many more, and how they built these companies. You can find the Founder Magazine podcast with Nathan Chan on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe. All right, now let's get back into the show. In terms of actually having your pre-launch, how did you go about getting people interested and actually getting that word of mouth around your product? Did you use things like Instagram, Facebook ads, or what were some of the techniques and marketing that you used for your products pre-launch? I actually didn't use any, I haven't used any ads. Um, They've been, I've grown my following in Instagram, but I've actually found it's even more responsive in Facebook this year. And it's simply with people sharing it, um, And it's been initially, I guess it was friends and then friends of friends. And then there's things like, you know, um, I'm trying to think what the group's called, but like a Kmart parents group. And so all of these um, people are sharing and sharing it again. And you can see, I I love, because I'd never used before, you know, the business version of Facebook um, and the business suite, which, you know, for Instagram as well, to see how many people it's actually reached. So the reach of the different um, posts that I've shared, and I can even just see from there, um, because I've got my certain brand colours and, and things like that, the, the colours that people are responding to better and the content that people are responding to more. Um, so it's been really good to look at that, but it's been through through shares. It's actually reached a huge number of people. So I was going to use ads. But based on the fact that I'm, you know, selling the the limit of 100 kits this year, I haven't needed to. So definitely in the future, if I need to, 100%, I would do it. Um, I've actually had the other day as well, I had um, another elf, creative elf person. So um, that does like a, you know, an elf in in WA, they were sharing my posts. So different people have shared my posts as well. And and I've done the same for theirs. So other small businesses have done that too. And they've actually just done that off their own backs this year. Um, it's been new to me and then asked if I've, I would share theirs as well. Um, because personally, I don't know a lot of people in small businesses and definitely not in this field either in, in any Christmas market. Um, so I didn't really know necessarily who to reach out to, but they've, a number of people have reached out to me. So it's been good and a way that I've learned on how, you know, how I can approach it and promote it myself. Um, as I said, through not actually any paid advertising this year, but I'd, I'd definitely be open to it in the future. Which is quite incredible. And it just grows your network more and more, which I think will be vital for you going forward in creating this business this longevity, which is really exciting. And also I can't wait. I bet you are excited too to see everyone using your products and the way they speak about them and seeing the kids joy on their faces, which is probably in turn, even a form of payment for yourself and, and seeing your kids light up, which is really exciting. And I'd love to talk more just for anyone listening that might even just be interested in your product. 
What are some of the creative elements that you've introduced into your 14-day kit as well as your 24-day kit? Is it, is it, I know there's one that's got pool and table tennis. Talk to me more about how you actually developed those ideas and executed them. Absolutely. So um, I said, I, I love craft anyway. So I love sort of sitting down thinking what's, what's, um, what I can create, but also what's most cost effective. So for, um, for that particular, the examples you gave, so there is table tennis. So on one, I've actually used like a, a hard felt, a hard green felt. So I looked at different products I could use. I didn't want to use anything that looked too basic because a lot of the kits around are either photocopied items um, or just really basic sort of um, quite inexpensive looking products. And I still wanted something that even with my kids after the, the elfing season sort of finishes, they'll use those little items and toys that are left and they'll play with them themselves. And I quite like that they do that. So I wanted sort of that I guess left with the family um, as a way of the, you know the kids enjoying it that the the, kid, the families that the kids go to, but also then they've got my kits there that the kids are playing with and it's on their minds so it stays there with them. Um, so I wanted to do something that was quality but also something that wasn't too expensive. So on the flip side of the table tennis table is a, is a pool table, so it's used in two different um, two different days. So obviously I'm noting that down for the parents so they don't. <laughs> So that's really clear. The good thing about Elf on the Shelf is you're not meant to touch it. The kids aren't meant to touch it because it's magical. So it does mean that the kids hopefully <laughs> can't find out about anything in advance when that happens. Um, but that, I guess that's where I've gone to for a number of things. I've used a number of items repeatedly. So um, say, for example, like a, a shiny red cardboard. So they also they play golf um, and the flag at the top is like a shiny piece of cardboard. So I could buy that in bulk. Um, and also for the ping pong bats that has shiny red cardboard on it. So there's different elements that I've used. So I could buy a whole lot of it, um, but then also be able to use that in multiple products. So um, I guess that's the way I've approached it is what can I use, but still create different ideas. So there's a sort of different range of all these different sporting things, um, a letter as well that comes with it, like a, an arrival letter and a farewell letter that, that goes to the kids and, and tells the kids when when the elf's gone back to Santa. Um, I'm trying to think. So many different different bits and pieces. There's a bit of sewing that I've done this year. <laughs> um, so there's some like a hammock, like an elf hammock. Um, but I've tried to keep all the ideas and the products quite creative and decorative and that they kind of look a bit childlike in their design um, and a bit crafty because kids just love craft. When I've left different items around the house, it's incredible. They even just left the box around the house that I was putting in. I found my daughter, obviously she didn't know what the box was for, but she turned on the side and she started playing with it and set it up a certain way. And that gave me an idea for another product again, because the way that kids see things is so different to the way that we see them. Um, and to be able to, I guess, match or use that as a base for what I could use for the kids that were going to other kids seemed to make sense to me as well. So um, there's like a little a pool which came off her ID. So it's like a sparkly bottom pool with a rubber duck in it. Um, there's a, um, an easel and a canvas and a paintbrush. So the else painting. So all these different ideas um, that I was able to come up with that, that to me, and I am definitely bouncing off what, what my kids like and what they know. Um, yeah, just some ideas of what I thought that they would like to see, but potentially play with later. And as I said, then that for me just keeps that, that momentum, I guess, somewhat throughout the year. If the, the parents are packing away the toys or the kids are using it and it makes them think of their elves and the parents potentially think of the brand as well. 
No, I think that's absolutely amazing that you've kind of even thought about reusing some of the products because, you know, as we've touched on, it is seasonal. But at the same way, like I know when I was younger, I'd play with my Barbies all year round. If I got a Christmas present, I'd play with it all the day through Christmas. And even just having that elevation from leaving cookies and a note for Santa on Christmas Eve, it has that build up and it gets kids more and more excited for a great day and and a great time. And at the moment, are you just shipping around Australia or are you shipping overseas as well? What's kind of happening with these 100 orders? It's surprising. It is coming from all around the country. Um, I am just doing um, in Australia this year. I probably will expand next year if there is interest there. I have had some interest, not a huge amount um, at the moment, but I haven't been promoting it that way either. I have promoted it simply to be Australia. I think one kit's going overseas this year to one of my best friend's sisters. She wanted one in the UK. So I thought, look, I'll... I'll send that to her <laughs> um, and and hopefully, you know, if, if she can share that as well, I guess, then it gets it to that market as well. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I'm sending it to her. But it, otherwise, I think I've got orders from Western Australia, from Queensland, from Victoria, from all around Australia. So it definitely isn't just local orders, but it is quite a lot um, around, around Australia. It's been enough for this year, though, and I think a really good way to start it too, just from a postage perspective. There's so much to learn to wrap your head around postage and, and even you know the box that you that I'm that I get to send it in, thinking about the dimensions of that, and there, there's so many elements to the business that it's interesting. I found overwhelming at times, but I've also loved learning about too. So uh, I find it really interesting and quite challenging. But I think that's the whole point of starting a small business, isn't it? That it challenges you. And I think the transparency you have around this is really great too, because it's only been since October and now it's just the the 3rd of November. So you're you're very new. And I I love that you're having the transparency with everyone listening because it is a learning journey and having the start and scale course as well can help you. We have a great community, which is really, really interesting as well. And I would love to talk to you now more particularly about launching. So you kind of had the idea, you've gotten everything ready, you've got your packaging ready. How did you perform in terms of when you pushed live on the website, people could start actually pre-ordering your products? How did you grow and how many orders did you actually sell out? So um, so when I, I guess leading up to the launch, I started with trying to put my brand out there more. So just to create a brand online because I still didn't have um, a huge, I hadn't done a lot of posts in relation to it. It did all come together fairly quickly for me, although the idea had been there for a while. Um, but I, I tried to build the brand at first and then I did some, um, I guess, a summary in my posts to, you know, what I was going to launch, um, the countdown to it as well. I actually haven't posted the inside of my kits at all. So I've posted um, really just an image of the outside of a, a sample kit is what I posted before launch date and that was it. Um, I tried to do, I didn't want to give away too much because I, my product is quite unique. And I wanted it to still be something that it wasn't necessarily copied. But um, uh, but as I said, there's not a lot of people that do it, so it's probably not something I need to worry about. Um, since launch, I have posted a couple of the ideas that are in there and I have uploaded those now to my store. Um, but simply through the countdown and the build-up to launch, it was enough for people. Um, I had people messaging me that morning um, and saying, it's not up yet. You know, when are you going to go live? Um, and I hadn't realised um, on launch day, <laughs> um, I wanted to do it as pre-orders and not actually just the order button. So I didn't realise that, that there wasn't an easy swap for that. I don't know why I didn't think about it in advance on Shopify. Um, 
So I had to, it was a bit of, not coding is probably too strong a word to use for it, but I had to do all of that. So I was madly that morning running around trying to work out how to do it. I figured it out. I was very proud of myself, <laughs> but, um, but I hadn't thought about that side of it. And, but once I launched, it was great. So from the launch on the um, 1st of October to now, I've sold 60 kits. So it's been going really, really well. So I've been really happy with how it's gone um, through, yeah, as I said, through people sharing it, through, um, yeah, different people um, asking questions and engaging with the posts and that kind of thing. It's been, it's been great. No, it sounds incredible. Mm. And to sell 60 kits already is amazing with only 40 more to go. When do you feel mm. like you might sell the rest of the 40? Do you have a pro projection by the time, you know, the end of November or December? When are you kind of really hoping to, to really push and sell out and have that sold out button on your website? I'm aiming to have it all done by the 1st of December. And to be honest, I have even slowed my posts a bit in the last week or so simply to be able to get all of these out, um, the pre-orders out this weekend. Um, and early next week. So I just wanted to, it might sound silly to easing off it a little bit because obviously with the, the more posts you do, the better just to try and get it done. But I just wanted to get on top of these pre-orders um, and get all those out. Um, and then I will start heavily posting again next week um, and then lead, and the lead up to, to end of November to aim to sell out the, the products, which fingers crossed. Um, yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll be able to do that. So, but it's it's been... Um, it's been quite a surprise to hear that. And my favourite sound at the moment is that little ding of the Shopify sale. <laughs> when I hear that come through on my phone, I just light up. I'm like, that's great. That's another, it's a sale. Um, I don't know. It just makes you feel so excited that what you're doing is actually working and that people are wanting to buy the product and they're engaging with it. And often someone that's, that will buy it, I might have a friend then that buys it or, you know, someone will post to say, um, refer someone else to it. So it's it's really good. I mean, and also I do think once people start getting the kits in the next week or so, then they'll be reposting and sharing as well from that. Um, and in my thank you cards, I am going to ask them to do that as well to share their ideas. Yeah, I think it's a great idea and, and use Jenna Chronic user-generated content will help you keep posting and keep having that hype towards next year and, and the year after. So really you're just benefiting yourself getting all this content ready just to post and have feedback and validation and reiterations of your product, which is amazing as well. In terms of revenue with your launch, how have you managed to go from zero to where you are now? What's your revenue been looking like? So overall um, with the kits, I'm up to about $4,700 of what I've made from these. So um, it's great. Um, as I said, I started selling kits immediately um, from that day and yeah, I've just sold two more again this morning. Um, it's been quite constant, the, the sales themselves. Some days there will be some lacking, you know, some days I won't sell and some days I'll sell a few. Um, it is I'm finding it is a lot of days when I am posting or posting particular content that people are then engaging with it again. Um, I think it has been an interesting time to launch because um, people with the, the age of kids that I'm targeting, a lot of people have been in lockdown for a while. And they, you know, when I was launched, that was definitely the case. Um, so Christmas wasn't the first thing on their minds, probably just getting by and functioning was. So now that people, a lot of kids, you know, I'm in New South Wales, but a lot of um, families from here, for example, have been, the kids have been back at school now. Um, it's their second week back for a lot of them. It, it actually, I think, and now that Halloween's over, the shops have started, you know, started from yesterday, really, 
changing up and putting a lot more of their Christmas content in. So I think this month will actually be a really good time for me to sell even more or at a faster rate purely because the other aspects that, that were probably holding things back a little bit aren't there now and I've still sold regardless in that climate. So I think it'll be a really good time when people engage even more and their minds are actually on that now. And things like um, Netflix do an Elf on the Shelf um, like a little, it's not a full movie, but a little show. And that launched the 1st of November. And, and I shared that as well to my um, followers. So obviously clearly indicating it as their, that's their show, but it is still that, um, it's that idea that everything's based off um, the elves. So yeah, it's a good time. And, and people are definitely getting much more into that Christmas mindset now as well, now that those other things have um, happened in the time of year that it is. So I think, yeah, it's a, it's a great time. Great time to be elfing. <laughs> yeah, it's such a great achievement that you've done. Nearly 5K in a matter of a month is absolutely incredible. And congratulations to you because having your very first launch and having it be so successful is definitely not a small feat. It's amazing and, and really, really well done. And I think it's great that you touched upon also coming back to experiences that everyone's kind of gone through the tumultuous year that we've had or two years that we've had to kind of bring back that sense of normality and that little bit of fun is really really encouraging to those families and and getting creative would be really nice and kind of getting mum and dad involved with it too as well with the kids is really really great and working towards wrapping up I'd love to kind of know you touched on it a bit earlier where you kind of want to see your company go but what are the next steps in really kind of growing this company more what what do you really want to achieve even if it's just by the end of December shipping out all your products getting that feedback what are the next steps in your growth yeah so as you said that's right what I'm aiming to do is obviously to to sell out of these of the kits to have people posting um, their products the, the boxes and the kits I've sent out throughout December so I love there for to be a mix of each day, people posting um, and I can then repost as well. You know, if they're not tagged, I can repost or they can tag me in to all of their different setups that they do because I really want people to see the broad way that different people can use the same products and the same setups um, and for that to be widely spread. Um, I'd also, as I said, I, I will also share my own different ideas that I come up with that will be um, a little bit more, you know, I guess creative again and a bit more advanced again. And hopefully then I'm using that month of December in the best way I can just to well and truly promote the product. I won't be creating the kits as such at that time, but I feel like that month will be well and truly spent building the brand. Um, and then at that, I guess my aim is to have, is to grow the following two to a reasonable number again by that point in time um, so that I do have a really good um, customer base and a really good list because having that subscriber list before I started through Shopify was really handy as well. I, to be honest, was so focused on using and planning and looking at my store and setting it up. I didn't even check to see how many people were on there before I launched. And then I looked at it that morning and, and I think there's maybe about 53 people that were on there waiting already, but I didn't even know. I hadn't checked that. Um, and, a, you know, it was a great way just to kick things off. Um, and so I think to have that subscriber base and to have that grow throughout the year um, and then to think ahead about seeking feedback from people getting people's um, reviews as well so I can add those onto my page um, and just being able to be as smart as I can about working towards the direction I want to take next year because as much as I'd love to grow it I think I really need to see what happens first to know the way that I want to grow it in and the way that people what areas people have taken to so I know the ease of it for people will be a big factor, 
Um, but I also then know that for those, if I want to get people as repeat customers, I'm going to have to come up with a whole new idea of kits as well and how I want to approach that. And then also to do that next year, I do want it to do it on a bigger scale. That is my plan, definitely. Um, and to see how I need to go about that, because that for me is all going to be new and the next scary step <laughs> to look at, but also the next fun part to look at to see what I need to do to, to help me plan ahead in that way. Um, you know, to look, because it is as well, because it's kits that are a lot of different items, I have tried to be as smart as I can about the um, the recyclable aspect of what I'm using as well, because there's a lot of different items and products that go in there. I've been able to achieve that for some items and not necessarily for all items. So to look at that side of it is good, even just so to learn this year about, okay, I guess, stickers. And there's so many, so many different levels to the business and what I've needed to look at. And I'll It'll give me a chance, I'd say, in January, just to sit back, look at all of that and take all, all that aside just to see what, what my next step and what my direction needs to be. Because it has been such a whirlwind. And I think, like you mentioned, putting all the smaller things in place to have a larger outcome is really great. And you've absolutely flown through this first month and the second month, and then December will be just as big. So I think it's great that you're kind of taking a step back and kind of thinking strategically, as you've mentioned, yeah. spreadsheets, which you love, about how you can grow the business. Because I really hope that in the future we can we can talk again, whether that's next year or you do something for Easter or Halloween, to see how you've actually grown the business. Because that will be very, very interesting, I'm sure, for a lot of people listening as well. And to wrap up my last question and my favorite question is if someone's listening to this, maybe in the same position you were a couple months ago, thinking about starting a business, what would be some advice that you would like to give to them? Definitely to be as organized as possible. It's really easy for people to get caught up in doing a million things at once and not necessarily have a lot of structure to what we do and not making the most of our time. So I definitely take on things, I guess, three three different tasks at a time or maybe three different things I want to get done in any one session just to focus on getting it done. I do love spreadsheets and I love organisation and I love um, having that side of it. Now that's probably what I do for work as well, keeps me that way. But I know that a lot of people that are starting a business, you've got so many other aspects of your life that you're doing, just living life, looking after a house or kids or whatever it might be, just going to work. There's so many different elements. So it's so important to stay on track. So I definitely write everything down. I've got my book that has everything in it I'm doing. Um, I've got my summaries of all, all my expenses. This is such a big one that it's so easy to lose track of your expenses. Um, and also just even the course I go back to as well and different aspects of that to make sure that my focus and what I'm doing is staying on track with what I've been learning because there is such a strength in that and in using that process. So that's been my biggest thing, I guess, is is yeah, regrouping at the end of the beginning of each day, um, working out what my plan is for that day, what I want to get done, what I want to achieve, um, and doing that daily, weekly, and weekly, um, and and looking, keeping track of the, track of the expenses. Um, I love looking at the Shopify store. That makes me feel very rewarded. <laughs> Not just the dings, but looking at the analytics. I love what that store can do, um, that live view of who's on your site at the time. I feel like at the times for me when I felt really tired and exhausted, you know, up late at night, I might be up at one o'clock in the morning, some mornings just trying to stay on top of things if I've had a busy day and you get a little bit exhausted and have those moments of, you know, is this worth it? But to look at the view and to look at what you've done and look at the summary of where you're getting to and what your targets have been and what you're achieving, it's just, it makes it all worth it. 
So it, it's kept my enjoyment up for it, my love of it. Um, and I've enjoyed it more than what I thought I would, to be honest. I, I knew it would be a lot of work and it has probably been more than what I expected, but it's also been more rewarding than what I thought it would be too. Absolutely amazing advice. And I definitely think passion is a main motivator that you have, and it's very ring true for this whole entire conversation. So I want to thank you, Amanda, yeah. for sitting down and chatting with me today and sharing your story for, for Do It Your Elf. And I really can't wait to see everything that happens with your company and hopefully we can check in again soon. But yeah, thank you so much for spending the today with me. No problems at all. Thanks, Molly. Hey guys, we hope you're loving From Zero to Founder and you're getting a ton of value from it. If you want access to the exact free training that led today's founder to where they are now, head to founder.com slash course training or follow the link in the show notes.